The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, they sent servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants. One they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper time. Jesus said to them, you never read the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce fruit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So God gives the Israelites in the first reading a vineyard to produce world-class wine. Now, to really appreciate this gift, let's consult the experts. So I happened to have been in Napa Valley one time, and I went on one of those Mandavi winery tours, and the guide of the tour said, in order to get world-class wine, you have to have the perfect amount of light and the perfect amount of water. There are only a few valleys in the world, there's only a few places on this planet to provide those perfect conditions. Napa Valley is one of them. So God gives the Israelites a vineyard to produce world-class wine. Why? So let's think of this. Let's picture this for a minute. So this is the Israelites. They decide to invite the Mesopotamian king and his entourage over for a banquet. Now, the Mesopotamian king, of course, is the most powerful man in the world because he, he, uh, he governs a superpower. So he invites the king and his entourage over and they have a big banquet. Before the food, they serve drinks. But they're not going to give out bottles of Bud Light. No. They're going to tap the barrels of their vintage world-class wine. So they pour a glass of wine to the great, most powerful man, king, 
And so he takes the glass, the king, and he looks up in the light and he swishes it around. And then he takes it and he sniffs it. And then he takes a sip. And then he says, whoa, where'd you guys get this stuff? This is terrific. And then the Israelites say to the great king, well, your honor, the, uh, our God gave us this wonderful vineyard that produces this world-class wine. And the king says to the Israelites, well, your God must really like you. I think I'm going to worship your God. And of course, God's up in heaven really happy. And the reason why God is happy, because this is the dream. This is the biblical dream. This is the divine dream that one day all the nations will be gathered together at one banquet in peace, praising and saying nice things about God. So God, in anticipating this dream, that someday this will happen, and that the preparations are beginning now, he goes to visit his vineyard, and as he's going, he's picturing in his mind, oh, there's barrels stacked up of the vintage wine, and there's people in the vineyard working and taking care of it diligently, pruning the vines, and he enters into his vineyard, his gift to Israel, And he finds weeds. God is angry. Why is God angry? Because there are no grapes. There are no stacks of barrels of world-class vintage wine preparing for the feast. There is not going to be a banquet table with all the nations gathered in the world in peace, praising God. There's not going to be a king having a second class saying, boy, I love your king. There's not going to be a divine dream. And the reason why there's no divine dream is because no one went into the vineyard to work. Remember last week's gospel, so the dad says to one of the sons, can you go into my vineyard and work? And the son says, yeah, never goes. That's the Israelites. But then the father turns to his second son and says, will you go into the vineyard? And the second son says, no. Now, I'm sure that he had a good reason. I'm sure he had something was in his life that prevented him from going to the vineyard. Maybe he said to his father, Dad, I'm getting married tomorrow. I can't go to the vineyard and work today. Or maybe he was saying that, uh, you know, I, I have a couple of kids that are sick at home. i got to get home. Or maybe that he has a job interview that afternoon. Maybe, maybe he's got to paint the house. Maybe he's got to go check on the wife. He had a very good reason. So he says to his father, no, I'm not going in the vineyard. But see, this is what happens. See, he turns away, and he's starting to walk away, and he starts to think, see? Because he said no. And he's thinking. And this is what he's thinking. He's thinking about the big picture. He's thinking about the great divine dream that one day, one day, everyone, all the nations on earth will be gathered in peace and enjoy, enjoying a great banquet together, praising and honoring God. And as the son says to himself, I want to be a part of that. I want to make a difference. I'm the one that wants to be making that dream come true. And he decides and he goes into the vineyard to work. In the gospel today, Jesus says, I will send workers. Will it be us? Because, you know, we have a lot of things on our plate. We, we have, we're busy, like the, like the second son. There's really good reasons to say no to God. 
There's good reasons to say, no, I won't be the one that goes in because I have things to do. I have worries. I have concerns. But we can never, never forget the big picture. Why we were put here in the first place. We can never forget the divine dream that one day we'll all be gathered together at a table praising God. And we start living the dream today. Now. God gave us a gift. We should use it. It's such a dream. Let it come true. Let us be. The work is to realize the dream.